Dressed for a Closer Walk podcast. This is Joel Oslin, and as always, I am very honored and privileged to have you tuning on into this episode, episode 23. So we've been doing a bit of a recap on our Old Testament history and chronology, reviewing some of the significant highlight events and things that are going to be really helpful to have a uh, in the back of our minds when we do end up getting to our New Testament study, because these are going to be events and things that the Israelites in Jesus's day and then the New Testament writings, these are going to be events that they all understood. It was a part of their own history or uh, events that they, to a large degree, many or most of their population actually had memorized. And so when these things get referred to, through various conversations or as illustrations, it's uh, it's things that all of the people or most of the people in the, in Jerusalem and in Israel and in a first century uh, Palestine would have been familiar with. So, the last few episodes we've been honing in on the United Kingdom of Israel. So, of course, starting off with the reign of King Saul, transitioning to the reign of King David. And then last episode, we focused on King Solomon and the reign which really kind of ushered in and experienced the season of being in the land flowing with milk and honey, which is uh, which is very cool, very exciting to see how uh, even though Israel went about it in a very different way than what God had in mind, it's cool to see that he uh, was willing to accommodate the people where they were and to still usher them into a land of blessing and bounty, which is very, very cool. So I thought it would be fun just to kind of jump through, do a little bit of a speed session today with this episode and just kind of run through what, who were the rest of the kings of Israel uh, in a nutshell, what were a few of the high points, and, uh, and that'll help us get a little bit towards the, uh, the latter session or sections there of the Old Testament and maybe eventually getting close to our New Testament study after all. So Solomon's son who inherited the throne was Rehoboam. And unfortunately, Rehoboam was not a particularly good king. And I mean that in many senses of the word. So I figured uh, what we could actually start off with today is reading a, a good chunk of of First Kings that's going to really explain Rehoboam and his kingly, quote-unquote, genius. So we're going to start off uh, just with the last couple of verses of chapter 11, so verses 42 and 43, and then we'll read uh, through chapter 12, oh, down probably to around verse 20 or so, maybe 20, yeah, that's what I got wrote down. Thus the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all of Israel was 40 years. And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of his father David. And his son Rehoboam reigned in his place. Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. Now when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, had heard it, he was living in Egypt, for he was yet in Egypt, where he had fled from the presence of King Solomon. Then they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam. And they said, Your father made our yoke hard. Now, therefore, lighten the hard service which your father 
had given us and this heavy yoke which he had put on us, lighten that load and we will serve you. So Rehoboam said to them, Depart for three days and then return to me. So the people departed. King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had served with his father Solomon while he was still alive, saying, How do you counsel me to answer the people? And then they spoke to him, saying, If you will be a servant to the people today, and if you will serve them and grant them their petition, and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the elders, which they had given him, and he consulted with young men who grew up with him and served with them instead. And, and they answered and said, and he asked them, What counsel do you give me that I may answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Lighten the yoke which your father put upon us? The young men who grew up with him spoke to him, saying, Ha! You shall thus say to the people who spoke to you, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now you make it lighter for us. Well, my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. Whereas my father loaded you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Sounds fearsome, though. Then Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, as the king had directed, saying, Return to me on the third day. The king answered the people harshly. <laughs> Little bozo. For he forsook the advice of the elders which they had given him. And he spoke according to the advice of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. You can just imagine somebody like tying a bunch of scorpions onto the end of a whip. <laughs> Seems like a bizarre weapon. So the king did not listen to the people, for it was this turn of events from the Lord that he might establish his word, which he had spoken through Ahijah, the Shilonite, to Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel. Now look after your own house, David. So Israel departed to their tents. But as for the sons of Israel, who lived in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was over the forced labor, and all Israel stoned him to death. Oh, man, Rehoboam made haste to the mount, to his chariot, to get back to Jerusalem and flee. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David even to this day. And it came about that when all Israel heard that Jeroboam had returned, uh, they sent and called to him to the assembly and made him king over all of Israel. None but the tribe of Judah followed after the house of David. So this is the the crux, this is the, uh, the tipping point or the turning point in Israel's history. So they transition from a united kingdom into a divided kingdom. And effectively, they reclassify themselves as two separate kingdoms from this point on. So you've got the 10 tribes that stay with, uh, with the namesake of Israel. And then you have the, uh, the southern two tribes that basically uh, get reclassified later on in the as the account goes, later on they get referred to as Judah. So even though there's a couple of tribes, they just refer to themselves as Judah. Uh, so the capital of Judah then being uh, Jerusalem, city of peace, The uh, ironically. And then uh, Israel, their capital was Samaria. So you might recognize a few of these names uh, from the New Testament narrative as well. So they do carry a lot of weight and a lot of significance, a lot of history in these uh, cities, in these capitals. Uh, 
So what's interesting, I'm just going to go down a quick list of, so who were the rest of the kings of Israel and who were the rest of the kings of Judah? And a few fun facts here. I'm, I'll kind of go over a few high points. I'm not going to go super far into depth on most of these um, because as always, if you're interested in it, I encourage you to dive in deeper yourself. But hopefully this will be a good, uh, just a good reference point, a good overview, a little skimming as it were. So we'll start off with the northern kingdom of Israel. So a few interesting points. Um, Israel uh, had 19 kings. Every single stinking one of them were evil. (laughs) Not a single one of them followed God. Um, They were a sovereign individual nation for 209 years. uh, From 931 BC, which was uh, when the split happened from uh, Rehoboam and, uh, and of course, Jeroboam being the first king over Israel, and, uh, and then being taken captive by Assyria in 722 B.C. So that's their, uh, their glory days. Um, could go down the list. A few of these you'll recognize. You know, Jeroboam, Nadab. Uh, what's interesting, actually, is uh, <laughs> maybe I will point out just a few quote-unquote high points. So Jeroboam was the first king of Israel, uh, he led the secession of Israel. Uh, Nadab was his son. Uh, Basha actually was not a uh, natural succession. He actually overthrew Nadab. Um, so then his son, Elah, uh, reigned after him. And then Zimri came in and overthrew Elah. And then Omri overthrew Zimri. And then Ahab was the son of Israel. Uh, oh, excuse me, of Omri. But he was the husband of Jezebel. And you might remember some of the famous encounters with some of the significant prophets, such as Elijah and later on Elisha. Um, Ahaziah was the son of Ahab. Uh, Jehoram, or other other locations he's referred to as Joram, was the son of Ahab. But then Jehu came in and overthrew Jehoram. So then his son was Jehoahaz, and his son was Jehoash, and his son was Jeroboam too. And then his son was Zechariah too. Uh, excuse me, Zechariah one. Uh, and then Shalem overthrew Zechariah. Manahem overthrew Shalem. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, his son actually did reign, uh, Pekahiah. But then Pekah overthrew Pekahiah. That's fun to say. And then Hoshea overthrew Pekah. And that was when the the kingdom was overthrown by the Assyrians under Sargon too. So. Uh, in, in short, Northern Kingdom of Israel, a lot of uh, a lot of overthrowing in the uh, kingly places, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of wickedness, a lot of evil, and very very little, if any, um, small scale revivals that were occurring at all. So, well, it is interesting. Um, fortunately, God was never silent to His people. He did actually uh, send at least nine prophets that we have recorded in scripture, uh, specifically to the northern tribes of Israel. And a couple, again, of the noteworthy ones that you'll recognize would be Elijah and Elisha, and then, of course, later on, Jonah. Um, So definitely some pretty significant major prophets that are included there. On Judah's side, so Judah actually had uh, 20 kings. So Israel had 19, Judah had 20 uh, actually, I should take that back. There was 19 kings and then one queen, so 20 rulers. How about if we say that? 
And out of those 20, 12 of them were evil and eight of them were good. So what's interesting is a couple of things. One, whereas Israel was a sovereign nation for 209 years, Judah was actually sovereign more or less for 345 years. So that's quite a bit longer. Um, The northern tribes of Israel had nine prophets that were recorded in scripture. And Judah actually is recorded as having 21 prophets sent to them. And a lot of these you'll definitely recognize. So those would be uh, like Isaiah is is a major player. Um, A lot of the minor prophets, you know, Joel and Amos and some of these guys. Uh, Very, very significant, very interesting. Um, Again, with these, I'll kind of just jump through the list really quickly. Um, Rehoboam was evil. Abijah was evil. Asa was good. Jehoshaphat was good. Jehoram was evil. Ahaziah was evil. And then Athaliah was evil. And Athaliah, she was actually the queen. Uh, One of the things that's interesting is there was almost a break, almost a complete wiping out of the entire Davidic line. Uh, (laughs) Thanks to uh, Queen Athaliah. She was uh, an interesting character, to say the least. Um, let's see, where was her story recorded? <laughs> oh, Second Kings, no wonder. I was still over here in First Kings like a bozo. Second Kings 11. Uh, and we'll just go through the first few verses here to get a little uh, insight to <laughs> wicked old Queen Athaliah. So when Athaliah, the mother of... Ahaziah saw that her son was dead. She rose and destroyed all the royal offspring. But Jehosheba, daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, son of Ahaziah, and stole him from being, from among the king's sons who were being put to death and placed him and nursed him in the bedroom. So they hid him from Athaliah, and he was not put to death. And he was hidden in their house for six years while Athaliah was reigning over the land. Isn't that bizarre? So... Uh, the only reason that we, uh, we have the fulfillment of a lot of the prophecies about Jesus being a descendant of David is because uh, Athaliah was thwarted in her attempts to destroy the entire royal uh, Davidic line. So Joash was spared. Uh, when he does get anointed as king, he was a good one. Uh, and then there's Amaziah was a good one. King Uzziah was a good one. And Jotham. Unfortunately, came Ahaz, he was evil. But then we get to uh, Hezekiah, who was a very good one. Uh, Manasseh was evil. Ammon was evil. Josiah was very good. And then the last four were all evil. So Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, and Zedekiah. What's interesting about their downfall as well is Judah was actually taken captive by Babylon in three different stages. So the first kind of conquering and uh, captivity was Daniel and his friends. So you think of like Hananiah, um, Azariah, Mishael, uh, who later on got renamed uh, to given Babylonian names, which would have been Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You recognize them, of course. So they were led captive in 605 BC. Uh, several years later, Ezekiel uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of the Is- uh, Israelites, yeah, uh, were also taken into captivity, and then. Because of their just insistence on rebelling and not being cooperative with the Babylonians, uh, Jerusalem actually just gets completely sacked and destroyed in 586. 
V.C., and that's kind of when the, the third stage of the captivity uh, takes place. So, of course, later on, the uh, some of the remnants are allowed to return, start rebuilding, and, the uh, of course, the, the times and the era of the prophets continue even after the uh, autonomy of both Judah and Israel as independent nations had come to an end already. So... Uh, We'll wrap it up there for today. I know it's a little bit of a cram power session. Uh, just wanted to touch on some of these major elements. And uh, I don't think there's any coincidence, of course, that even where there was a less than 50% population of the kings who are good kings, who those who, uh, who serve the Lord and encourage the people to worship him as well, um, eight out of 20 uh, and, and their nation was blessed with almost 150 extra years of autonomy over what the uh, the Israelite nation had with no good kings, <laughs> with nothing but evil, uh, wicked, bloodthirsty kings. Uh, very interesting. Make out of it what you will. Make an application. Uh, we'll jump back in next episode, getting into some, hopefully, some uplifting uh, conversation topics here and uh, really diving into a few of the prophets that are some major players and figures um, taking place during and uh, kind of throughout the various stages of captivity for both Judah and Israel. I uh, hope that's been helpful. Look forward to catching you next time. Have a great week. Be blessed.